welcome back to TV Talk with the Sisters. I'm Karen. And I'm Regina. And today we're going to talk about, well, today we're going to show you something we don't normally show you. Because for the most part, except for that James Bond thing, we normally agree on a lot of things. But yes, today we, we are about to split that. We are going to delve into TV shows that um, we are not 100% uh, on board with. In other words, she has a show that she loves. I have a show that I love. And we're just going to put it out there and you guys kind of tell us what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know y'all are going to agree with me and y'all can hurt her feelings. It's all right. She, she used to that. Bless her heart. That's all I can say is bless her heart. Do you want to start with your show? Okay. So, and I think we're going to talk about both of them at the same time. This is going to be more of a compare type of thing. Go for it. We're going to start with my favorite show, Perry Mason. I love Perry Mason. My sister could be an amazing lawyer if she would just listen to Perry Mason. Let me just say something right here. I'm an attorney, as most people know, but you guys may not know that I am an attorney. And I watch Perry Mason because, listen, I always heard my sister and I have other friends that watch Perry Mason and they always talked about him. And you would hear people say, oh, you're going to be the next Perry Mason. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. I thought, well, let me watch Perry Mason. Never really got into him. I started watching Perry Mason, y'all. Listen, I don't know why that joke ain't been disbarred by now. Perry Mason is so underhanded. I just, I sit in front of the TV and literally holler objections to, to his talking. Like, Hamilton, look, look at my face, Hamilton. You need to object to this. You need to, Hamilton, don't let him get away with that. I just don't know why Hamilton hadn't been fired yet. I just don't know. Because Perry Mason is a shyster. He's a shyster. Perry is not a shyster. Matter of fact, in the nine years Perry was on, he only lost three cases. Three. Uno, dos, tres. Perry is amazing. He is a good lawyer. And you know what? Compared to the person who you like, Perry is in for his clients. And you know what? That's the kind of lawyer I want. I want a lawyer who is all in for me. A lawyer who's going to do everything to make sure I get off. That's the kind of a lawyer I want. Perry Mason only lost three cases in nine years. That right there should be an investigation. That don't even make sense. But then he always does some little trickery in there and ends up winning. And of course, Hamilton Burger is just a nub. I just don't even understand how, again, this man keeps a job. He's just a nub. Maybe he beats every other attorney in town except for Perry Mason. But I'm just like, dude, really? Really? I mean, I just I just can't. I mean, and in full disclosure, I will still watch Perry Mason. But I tell you, I sit there and I and I just talk to the TV. I'm like, you can't do that. That's not a that's not a, a actual objection. Uh, you need to object now, Hamilton. Why are you letting Perry talk? Why is the judge allowing this foolishness? Why? 
why? Why is the judge allowing this foolishness? Why don't we all just put on clown noses and wear a little clown wig to court? Because Perry then turned this into a circus. Perry wins with his circus. He wins. Maybe if you took a little circus to court, you could win all the time. Listen, in the real world, I would be put behind bars if I did what Perry Mason did. Behind but under the jail with no sandwich or any kind of little treats they give jailers. I wouldn't have nothing. Go on, go on. Now, tell everybody who you think is the best one. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm not finished with Perry. Oh! Perry, I need to beat this board, Mason. Part of my fascination with watching Perry is trying to figure out what Della's doing and what Paul is doing. Because if you've never watched Perry Mason, Perry Mason is the lawyer. He's a defense lawyer in Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and he has a secretary, Della Street. Mm-hmm. He has a private investigator that he always uses, Paul Drake. The best detective agency in Los Angeles at the time. Paul Drake had his own detective agency, and but Perry would always call him if he needs stuff. Now, just about every case Perry has been on, Perry is at these folks' house at night, and Della is just trailing along with her fashionable dresses and coat and stilettos. And I'm like, Della, are you getting overtime for this girl? Why are you at night knocking on people's doors with Perry? I'm thinking there's something unseemly going on and a report need to be made because he made Della work too many off hours. Della is happy working them hours because you know what? She is helping an innocent person go get through the trial. Della is doing her part to keep the community free. Mm-hmm. I need to see Della check. Oh, if Perry is breaking her off some, because she works hard. Girl, you see Della be wearing furs. Della got some nice clothes. Della be breaking her off. Perry be breaking her off some. She do look nice. Now, that's one thing I can say. Della Street be looking good. Yes. Okay, (laughs) now let me tell you some stuff about the show. So this show, Perry Mason, was on from 1957 to 1966. They did over 271 episodes because back in the day when they did episodes, when they did seasons, their season, they would do, Perry Mason would do like 30 episodes in a season. So he would, he would be working more than half the year doing Perry Mason. It starred Raymond Burr as Perry Mason, Barbara Hale as Della Street, and William Hopper as Paul Drake. Now, one of the things I thought was interesting about this, when they first cast this show, when they were going through auditions, they were going to make William Hopper Perry Mason. Really? Yes. Originally, he was going to be Perry Mason. And as a matter of fact, when Raymond Burr went to audition for it, he auditioned for the role of Hamilton Berger. No. Yes. Yes. But of course, you know, they flipped. They got it right. They got... All of the actors did the, they are doing the things they needed to be doing and they were good. The other thing I love about this show is that the executive producer, one of the main executive producers of the show was a woman, Gail, Gail Patrick Jackson, I do believe was her last name, but she was, she had started in the thirties as a actress 
and she did all of these. I mean, and she she had some chops as an actress. She worked with some pretty big folks. But by the 60s, you know, time rolled around. She and her husband uh, knew the author of the Perry Mason series, the uh, the writer, early Stanley Gardner. And they took the series and adapted it for this series. And she was the producer. And I was like, oh. But, I mean, you could see it in the way the show was written, in the way the show was shot. I love Perry Mason. I could sit and watch this stuff over and over and over again. And I do. Yes, we know you do. But isn't that something to say this started in 59 and a woman was producing it? I bet that was kind of unheard of. Right, right. In the late 50s to have a woman come in and be a producer, have some juice, you know. Right, right show and so that's that's good to hear and that's probably why Della was just I mean Della was smart she was always sharply dressed yeah. you almost could see her as an equal to yes. times not just his secretary but someone who he would listen to right because there'll be there'll be times when they would be sitting and talking and Della would be trying to solve this thing just as hard as Perry would be and I'm just like look at that look at that so, I mean, when, when you Della Street, you ain't under some, you just equal, you know, you equal to Perry, even though he's the best attorney in Los Angeles. Matter of fact, mm. he has, matter of fact, mm. the world. Because mm. you know, Perry also did some, some cases overseas, too. You, 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 I, I'm not going to even go there with you on Perry taking his shenanigans show overseas. But again, I, I do watch it. Uh, just to just to see what kind of shenanigans he's going to use to get people out of their their issues, and it always just I don't I don't even know what the word is to be honest with you, but I sit and I watch, and it's always these socialites or these rich families or some young man gone astray who's murdered somebody, and Harry has to go in and and stop all the shenanigans and and save the day or whatever. And sometimes I sit there and say, what? why ain't Perry down there in South Central LA saving some of them people? I wonder if he could go over to El Segundo where Fred Sanford live and get some pieces over there and help a brother out. You know, you helping Perry, they look like you. Get on down there and to Compton and get us free or something. But, you know, it was the 50s, so I, you know, but. Right, right. He helped out some Asian people, but he didn't help out no brothers. Nah, I remember that Asian episode. That was good, too. That one was good. That one was good. But, yeah, now he wasn't going to El Segundo and doing nothing. I was like, come on, Perry. But they did have a few, they did have a few of us on the show. Ivan Dixon was on the show a couple of times. Oh, you know, really? Ivan Dixon was the, I mean, mainly we remember Ivan, us younger people remember Ivan from like Hogan's Heroes and stuff like yes. that. Yes, yes. I didn't see those episodes. So those must have been later uh, yeah. in, in, the, in the series. Because you notice in the series, he goes from this big old thin guy to, I guess, as he gets more and more successful, he starts spreading well, I think originally he had to lose weight to get the role of Perry Mason. Oh. <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh, once he got, you know, once he got a job, he let that go. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to eat what I want. What you going right. to do? Because if, if you see Raymond Burr in some of his earlier work, he's a big guy. 
He is. Yeah, he is. He is. And Paul is big too. The guy who played Paul Drake. Yeah. They are huge guys. They are. They're big guys. But you know what? That's what you needed. Because I always loved how Paul would be like, okay, you want me to go? Because Paul was a muscle. And Paul knew he was the muscle. Paul knew his yeah, role. He, he knew he he's like, I'm not the brains, I'm the muscle. You want me to go? I'll punch this guy for you if I need to. And Paul carried a gun. Yep. He had a gun. I was like, wait a minute, what? Okay, all right then. But, you know, I tolerate Terry Mason. I tolerate it. Sometimes I watch just to see what shenanigans he's going to pull out. He is not like my hero, the hero of all heroes. Yes, the story that I love more than anything, which is Matlock. Yes, uh. I out loud, Madlock, Madlock, Madlock. Wow. Show on TV. Best show on TV. Listen, when I was in law school, I would plan my classes around being able to come home and watch Madlock. I thought, this is the best thing ever. I did. I love me some Madlock. Listen, who don't love Andy Griffith? Come on. Come on, somebody. Come on. Matlock is not my favorite thing that he did. I liked him better when he was just the sheriff, okay? Listen, listen. He should have let law go. No, walk with me on this. Walk with me on this. He was the sheriff saving Mayberry without a gun and making people life better. Then he went up a level and became a defense attorney in Atlanta Keeping everybody safe from police aggression. Fist in the air. Mad line. Yeah. No. Because no. you listen, know what? At least Perry liked his people. He was always nice. It's okay. Calm down. No matter what they said to him. Madlock be like, all right, jackass, sit down and talk. I'm like, well, listen. You got to call everybody a jackass. Huh? Listen. Listen. Madlock wasn't chasing after socialites to get jobs. Madlock was, 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 he was in El Segundo getting people. There was many people Madlock defended. That was, you know, they was, they was a little rough around the edges. And when you're dealing with people like that, sometimes you got to speak their language. Madlock speaks the language of the people, girl. He speaks the language of the people. How can you not love a man that loves fried chicken and hot dogs, girl? Girl, wait. What's up? He's what's up. Are you ready for the Matlock story? Yeah, tell me the Matlock story. Matlock was on the air from 1986 to 1995. Yep. 181 episodes. Yes. And it started with Andy Griffith as Matlock, as Ben Matlock. Linda Pearl played his daughter. And Kenny yeah. Holiday was his private investigator. Now, yep. they had struggles that whole first season. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Linda Pearl was like, this is all about the lawyer. I don't want to do this show. <laughs> yeah, so she, she wasn't left. good. She wasn't good. I was glad when she left. And Kenny Holiday had some issues around the drug. They said he was always in rehab. And so they was like, we going to let you go. But I'm going to get him down because you know what? They let their brother go and they replaced him with another brother. Because you know, a lot of the times... They wouldn't have replaced another brother. See, that's what I'm saying. Fist in the earth for Madlock. He had two black investigators that helped him 
you know, go out there and, and keep people safe from police brutality and miscarriages of justice. I loved him. I loved him. And he was cheap, too, because he always had that seersucker suit on. I know he that. <laughs> Man, he you would have charging people $100,000. Buy a suit. No, he don't need to have no fancy suit. See, that was part of his strategy, Karen. See, mm. you in court with your seersucker suit on, and people be like, oh, I can beat that fool. Look how he dressed. He don't, he old man. I saw him outside eating a hot dog. He don't probably even know where he is. Let him come on in here. I'm gonna whoop his tail. Then Medlock sit down and put his little briefcase on the table and say, Your Honor. And then you don't see nothing after that but the blood of the DA because he done knocked him out there in the courtroom. That Medlock, I'm telling you, he's a smart man. And you know what? He had a bunch of shenanigans too. He had some shenanigans, but you know what I attribute that to? I attribute that to him being old because you know Medlock was old. He had, he had the gray hair. So I think sometimes he was just being an old man up there, but he was still, he was still able to defend you in court. He was still able to defend you in court. He never had, uh, he never had his special investigators hide no witness, Perry Mason. Mm. Perry never hid a witness. You always yeah. registered under your own name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's we gonna leave that there. And he didn't have no secretary out all night uh, knocking on people's doors because you know Medlock went home for the street light went out. He he was gonna be at home unless it was a special occasion and he need to go to maybe a bar or something. But Medlock wasn't out when them street lights came on. See, he was raised right. See, Perry Mason knocking on folks' doors late at night in the fifties. That ain't right. Oh, yeah, that's because Perry would get in there and do the work with Paul. Andy Griffin would mm-hmm. be at home eating hot dogs and had his had the private investigator and his associate attorney out running all the errands. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Listen, 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 listen. When you're a private investigator, then you have to work all these hours. But Perry Mason showing up to people's house late at night, knocking on doors, that's, that's not right. Who raised you? You don't See? go to people. Listen, you know the rules of the South. You don't come to people's house late in the evening because they probably eating supper or something. And you don't call people's house after nine o'clock because people getting ready for bed. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. He was just raised by some kind of animal or something. But Matlock was raised right. Uh-uh. See, Perry knew that people who would kill people need to be had their doors knocked on at nine and ten o'clock at night no. you gotta catch them while they are doing stuff gina you gotta no. catch them no because see because see perry would be going to people's house finding them dead then he got to sneak out and wipe the doorknob and go to the payphone and disguise his voice well if your tail would have been home having supper you wouldn't be finding all these dead bodies in folk house places you ain't supposed to be madlock was at home eating his supper like a good gentleman would maybe watch a little tv play his little banjo no he had that little banjo he liked to play he was minding his own self business. Conrad may have found a dead body. He would call Madlock and say, See, Perry Mason, how do I know Perry didn't kill some of them people he walked up on in there? See, Perry been, didn't do that. That's Madlock with that sucker suit on. Listen, if I'd have been that little old man, what was his Lieutenant Trag who looked <laughs> like, who looked like 
he was 10 years past his expiration date. If I was Lieutenant Trey, I would have took, I'd have took Perry in for some questioning because he always showing her around dead bodies. Mm. He did always take Perry in for questioning. Did you mm. say he was he looked 10 years past his Girl, listen, date? Lieutenant Trag looked old from the start. He he looked like he looked like his retirement party was 10 years late and he's still working. I'm like, did he have a lot of debt? Why is Lieutenant Trag still working? Is there some bills he got to pay off? Because he need to be retired. Girl, that was Don Knotts. Oh my goodness, Don not showing up on Matlock doing them same old routines from the Andy Griffith show. I mean, come I on love now. It. I love it. Because you know the best part of Matlock besides Andy Griffith was he kept our elderly employed and it gave them supplements for the SSI check. Because you know them checks they was getting was not enough to cover them bills in L.A. because it costs too much to live in L.A. So if he was bringing Barney Fife on there to play a role, then God bless America. He was helping out the elderly, and he elderly too. That's why he was still working at Madeline as old as he was. He couldn't sit down at the end of Griffith because he got bills. See? 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 Madeline just, I'm telling you, girl, fist in the earth, Madeline, fist in the earth. But Madeline, he is the man of the people. No, he's not. Harry Mason was the best attorney ever. Um, Greatest TV drama ever. No. And and y'all, we may not ever come to an agreement, but you can watch both of these attorneys on TV. Their, Their reruns and their shows are out there. And they both have interesting ways of solving the crime. Yes. I would say Perry leans a little more towards being criminal himself, but I'm let that go. <laughs> she gonna let that go because you know Matlock. what? Madlock is a man of the people. He's a man of the people, fist in her for Madlock. But Madlock is not a man of the people. <laughs> He's a man of the people. Madlock just got just as many shenanigans as Perry. He's old. He's just trying to keep his check coming, Karen. He didn't mean yeah. no. Oh, you and don't see, mean no harm. Perry was doing a good job. Mm, mm, that's all I'm going to say. But we do like them both. They made the stories interesting, I think. Yeah. There were never open and shut cases that they worked. And there was always something that right there at the end, you'd be like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah. They always had that surprise. And, and you know, those old shows, well, we say old, but those was more on the crime or the story. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of legal shows that focus on the personal lives of the lawyers and they mama, who they date. And like, I don't care. I don't care who men like dating. I don't care whatever men like has no child. I don't care nothing about no psychological problems. Uh, uh, Perry Mason may have. Just tell me what this person done and how you gonna get them out. Now that's just me. Other people may like to delve into the personal aspects of the character. I don't. That's what I loved about these two shows. They told me a good story. You know what? They probably should have dove off into the fact that. Matlock's wife had died before he got this show. Because I'd like to know how his wife died. Mr. Now, Defense Criminal Attorney. I know. You ain't. I know. 
you ain't breathing the Lord's air and accusing Medlock of murdering his wife. I'm just asking some questions. The blasphemy. See, that's blasphemy right there. That's blasphemy. That right there. You need to stop. You need to stop accusing Medlock of killing his wife. You ought to just go, you ought to go wash your mouth out when this is over and ask for forgiveness. Medlock ain't killed his wife. He loved his wife. He, he, he don't never talk about his wife. That's because he's hurting. He and ain't this, hurting. No, this is he about the person who done murdered somebody. This ain't about him. He was probably in the backyard burying something. You know something? I'm going to pretend like you didn't say that. I'm going to pretend like the heat done got to you and you are talking outside your head because Medlock would never murder his wife. I'm just saying, nobody ever investigated that story. Mm. He's always been a widow, but I'm like, we don't. Do we see pictures of her around the house? Do we ever heard stories of her? What's up with that? Yes, we did. But of course, you like a show where this man couldn't even get no wife. That's probably why he had Della out at all hours of the night in power, because then nobody want to date him. Mm. Mm. He was the most eligible bachelor in Los Angeles Girl. at the time. Everybody wanted to date Perry Mason, but you Girl, know, Yellow probably kept everybody at hand's length. Girl, wasn't nobody trying to push up on Perry Mason. Wasn't nobody trying to get with him. The older he got, the wider he got. Wasn't no woman trying to run behind no wide Perry Mason. You need to get down somewhere. Please. The older he got, the richer he got. Perry was always Girl, he... winning them cases. You see him sitting there with that check at the end going, Woo, this will do, Della. <laughs> yeah, he needed to have some checks. He wide as a chalkboard. Wasn't no woman going to try to get with him. He'd eat up all the food. All them checks was to feed him. But anyway, anyway, we, we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there. But I just want the record to show Matlock is not a killer. Fist in the earth for Matlock. I'm saying we might need to investigate that story. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. And I say, I'm all in on Perry Mason. I can end the day or start the day with Perry Mason. And the beautiful thing about both of these shows is you can watch these shows because they own some channel all the time. Yep, they they really are. And I'm not all in on Perry Mason, but I tolerate Perry Mason because it's on every channel and there's a hundred episodes and it's always good just to sit and watch to see how he gonna figure that one out or figure this one out. Or what is Della wearing? You know, if nothing else, Della, girl, what you got on today? She do look good. Yeah, yeah. But I am all in, all in. I mean, got my hands in, my toes in, my whole body in. Doing a hokey pokey. I am hokey pokeying for bad luck. I can sit and watch that show and just be tickled all day because he's about the cheapest man ever alive, but he is a good man. And he is a man of the people, fist in the earth for Matlock. Ah, uh, Matlock, I can take it or leave it. I don't watch it. The, those 80s hairdos just really get me. Everybody got big hair. Men yes. got big hair. Yes. Women got big hair. And yep. then shoulder pad dresses, just the whole that whole wardrobe, everything. It just makes me say, 
nah. <laughs> yeah. Because that was back when we wanted to look good. I mean, even if, you know, somebody was stabbed and killed on it, they were stabbed and they was laid there looking good. <laughs> Their hair had to be done. Their makeup was on right. It was like, I mean, you be in a bathtub, your makeup on right. <laughs> Yes, Carol not running her done up. Yes. yes. And that her and that hairspray, baby, they probably had 35 cans of episode because everybody her was stiff and big. Yep, it was the 80s that took out the ozone, y'all. It was the 80s. <laughs> it sure was. It sure was. Now I can give you that. Perry Mason is much more stylish. Stylish than Madlock. Madlock is not stylish at all. Those, yeah, them years was horrible as far as fashion and yeah Perry Mason they were much more stylish but I'm still I'm all in for my man man like I can watch him over and over and just get the same tickled over and over again you there'll never be another Matlock I don't want him to remake it um I know they're remaking Perry Mason, Perry Mason. yep on HBO they're making remaking Perry Mason which is really interesting because what they're, they're going back with the original series when early Stanley Gardner wrote Perry Mason it was in the 30s if you've ever read any of those novels it's like you know Dashiell Hamill it's one of those type of things and so they're going back to that particular way of telling the story and the cool thing is they're gonna use some people of color in it Hey, matter of fact, I yeah, think see, I would watch that. The people, the person who's playing Paul Drake, I think looks like us. Shut up. I think so. You better hush your mouth. There's going to be a black Paul Drake. Yep. I'm thinking that's what I saw. Girl, let me tell you what. I actually will tune in to that. See? I'm in. Oh, in. But yeah, that's well, on HBO see. sometime this month. And so that'll be interesting okay. to watch for. But you know what? It's hard to remake something that's become so iconic. That's and true. so it's going to run into a lot of headbutts. Because I, I remember reading that uh, Gail Patrick Harris had tried to uh, reboot Perry Mason in the 70s, but it just did not take off. And I think it, it has to be, uh, you got to find an actor who can do it, who can carry the role. And I think yeah. the one that she chose for the 70s didn't do it. And so it'll be really interesting to see how this guy takes off. It, it is going to be hard because I'm telling you, even uh, now you hear lawyers refer to Perry Mason. Perry Mason is the standard for lawyers. So this person is going to have to be able to keep that standard up. And you know, fans of the 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 moot the uh, series be like, Perry would never do this. You know, it's 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 just gonna be hard to keep up with what Raymond Burr did because he pretty much set the stage for that character. And speaking of people talking about it, which is <laughs> I find kind of funny, even Sonia Sotomayor, who is a Supreme Court justice, had said one of the things that made her want to be an attorney was watching Perry Mason. Mm. And it wasn't so much the Perry's job, it was more Hamilton Berger who inspired her. <laughs> <laughs> and that's hilarious. Yes. That's hilarious to me because Hamilton ain't won. Like Hamilton. She probably, you know what? She probably wanted to go into law so that she could help poor Hamilton win. She probably was like, listen, 
if American prosecution is left in the hands of this fool, we are in trouble. So let me hear it up and get a law degree and get in the courtroom. Because I'm like, this man ain't fired yet. Who he, is his is his brother in charge of the hiring or something? Because he should have been gone. He can't win nothing. He just can't win against Perry. Mm-hmm. Perry's a good attorney. Uh-huh. Well, we have so, that. But I will watch the new series because I do want to see how they took all of that and brought it forward because that's not easy. It's not bringing it forward. They're saying it's it's set in the 1930s. Okay. Yeah, so they're telling the story around based on the original way he wrote the books. So the... It's the, a 1930s series. So the TV series isn't the original way he wrote the book? No, no. They brought it forward to the 60s. But if you read the original books, he was an attorney. Because early Stanley Garner was an attorney. And he okay. wrote these books about being an attorney who, and the, you know, the main character was Perry Mason. And so he had started this in the 30s. And so there's okay. a bunch of and I have most of them. I do have, they're not in print anymore, but they have, um, you know, all these little novels, uh, you know, little short novels of Perry Mason's adventures as an attorney. And so, but I think they, they keep their now. Huh? I said, I really want to see it now. I really yeah. want to see it now. Yeah. And I have some books. And so if you want to check out the books, you can see how they stay close to see if they stay close to the books. Interesting. That's very interesting. So you guys, hey, check out um, Perry Mason on HBO. I believe it's June 21st. I think so. That it's that it's coming out. And if you're a fan and you've seen the old ones, uh, leave comments and let us know what you think about the new one i'm sure my sister is gonna be glued to the tv watching it with her perry mason t-shirt hat socks gloves face mask on eating popcorn yes perry mason. To see what he's doing see if he you know is as worthless as the other one but anyway mm. anyway so this has been our tv talk for today we have enjoyed you and you yes, can see, we, we disagree sometimes. We do. We do. But you guys uh, watch the shows and tell us what you think. Yep. Thank you guys for joining us on TV Talk with the Sisters. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Um, thank y'all for joining us on TV Talk. You can check us out on Twitter at TV Sisters. Thank you for joining us for this monthly podcast of TV Talk with the Sisters. The music for this podcast was created by Dave DeBerry.